Welcome to Unleashed. I'm Alexi Panos, life, love, and business strategist, leadership trainer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. And you found the place for getting real, no BS, tools, strategies, and inspiration on how to live your fullest potential, unlock your most authentic expression, and create a life and business that you're completely obsessed with. It's time to remove the chains that have been keeping us small. And it's time to live life unleashed. What is up, everybody? So I'm excited to chat with you about the five things I wish I knew when I started my business. Because the truth is, I just started. I just went out there. I was excited. I got started as fast as I could. I didn't overthink it, which served me in a lot of ways. But truthfully, looking back, if I can make some changes, there are definitely five things I wish I did or wish I knew before getting into this game. So let's start with number one. And number one is about the dream of just doing what you love, right? And I think a lot of us get into business because of that dream. We have this amazing talent. We have this amazing thing that we're passionate about. And we say, you know what? What if I can make money from this? What if I can make this my career, my mission, my service in the world? And that's all well and good. But what I didn't really recognize before getting into business that I now know almost a decade later is it requires so much more than just the thing you're passionate about. And hear me out. Here's what I mean. It requires admin. It requires bookkeeping. It requires invoicing. It requires building websites and graphic design. It requires social media. It requires marketing. I mean, the list goes on. And truthfully, you've either got to be willing to wear all the hats and learn how to do everything yourself, which is what I did in my case, or you've got to be willing to invest in outsourcing or team or talent or consultants or independent contractors. And I truthfully did not have that money to invest in outsourcing when I first started. It was bootstrapping all the way. I figured everything out. I took classes at the Apple store. I went to YouTube university. I taught myself everything I needed to know and everything that I didn't know I needed to know. I literally went into the trenches and, you know, a part of me loved that quite frankly, because I love learning. I love growing my skill set, and I love feeling like I can run and manage my entire business. It's that feeling of like control. Okay, I've got this, I've got this, great. But the truth is after a while of doing everything, you often end up spending a lot of time in the management of your business and you don't get to spend so much time on the vision of your business, on the actual front facing, here's what's going to bring in all the people part of your business. And that's what I found myself in at some point about four years in, I recognize I can't sustain this. I can't sustain this myself. So hiring became a thing that I needed to do. And this brings me to my number two thing I wish I knew, which is hire slow, fire fast. And I say this because as I mentioned, I hired when I felt overwhelmed. I hired when I felt like I couldn't take it anymore and I needed support. I was basically in the weeds and that's never a good place to hire from because quite frankly, 
I took anyone who was available because I just needed help. And looking back, I totally see that it would have been so much more to my benefit, to the benefit of my business, if I took time and hired from a place of stability and spaciousness. So not from a place of I need and urgency, but from a place of I get to have an amazing person support me who knows what they're doing, who's going to bring their own vision to the table. And is not just going to be someone who's waiting to take orders. And that's what I realized is I hired very early on from deep need and urgency, deep scarcity in my own business. And I ended up hiring somebody who reflected that because I felt like I didn't have time and everything was overwhelming and it was a rush. I hired somebody who actually reflected those same traits and qualities and anytime I passed a large workload off to this person, I got that same reflection back. I'm overwhelmed. I can't handle it. It's too much, yada, yada, yada. And I say hire slow and fire fast because truthfully, the people pleaser in me hired fast because I needed it, but didn't even want to fire them because I became friends with them. And I recognized that I was supporting their family and it became this like moral obligation to help this person have income. And I recognize now that I wasn't serving anyone, especially myself, but especially this employee that worked for me because I didn't give her the opportunity to see where she could better her best, where she could up-level her game, and where she could really be held accountable for what's actually required to be an efficient second hand in someone's business. So I eventually got to that point, but hard lesson learned, a lot of money spent. Um, <laughs> and I actually, true story, full transparency, had to learn that lesson again um, in hiring two of my close friends and recognizing that it wasn't a good fit for various reasons. But again, the people pleaser in me wanted to keep them on. And I really had to check that people pleaser at the door because it's not about me. It's not about Alexi as a person. This is about my business and my mission. And if somebody can't hold that mission, I've got to keep it moving. So that is a huge one. All right. Number three thing I wish I knew. Oh my gosh, did I wish I knew this before I started? It is build systems and standard operating procedures. These are called SOPs. And my goodness, I wish I started this from the very beginning because this is one thing that I... It just would have saved my my ass, quite frankly. It would have saved my ass so many times. And what a standard operating procedure is, for those of you who don't know, it's essentially a step-by-step process of how you do everything in your business. So you essentially have a library or a manual of video instructions that walk you step-by-step or step-by-step documents. But the idea is that if anything were to have happened to me, somebody could have stepped into my business and done everything and done it perfectly because I had those SOPs in place. And because I didn't have those SOPs in place, when I got sick, uh, when my second hand, my assistant, you know, disappeared for a week, when things happened and I forgot because I quickly learned how to build something and then I kind of threw that information out of my brain. 
when things broke down in those systems, I had to figure out again and relearn again how to do those things. And there is nothing more time consuming and time wasting than having to learn something again or have to backtrack and try and retrain somebody else on it. And the reason that SOPs are so incredible is especially when you get to that stage of hiring out and finding people to support you in your work, you literally have the system right there for them. So you would go into, for me, it's on Google Drive. You'd go into your Google Drive, you'd open up the folder that that person would man, and you'd say, here's all the instructions, do you know, number one first, do number two second, on Thursdays, do number three, and you literally have this step-by-step instructions on how to do it. And I cannot tell you out of probably 100%, I'll actually say, I'll say 99%. I'll leave, I'll leave some space open for those people that I've worked with that I don't fully know the back end of their business. But I will say out of all of the people that I have consulted with on their business or coached with or have been a part of my business mastermind, 99% of the people do not have SOPs. And it is the one thing that I tell them, listen, you can keep trying to catch up and do the marketing and build your business and scale and get bigger and get more followers and do all the things that are sexy, but that business is going to collapse if you do not have a foundation. And the foundation is your standard operating procedures and your best practices. You have to have that so that if anything should happen to you, or if you need to bring somebody on for a launch or for full-time or for part-time contractor work, you've got the systems in place to be able to hand that over and make sure it gets done correctly. Because one of the things I hear almost every day from my entrepreneur friends or my clients is I hired someone, but they just didn't do what I thought that they would do. And I can't believe it because I gave them this money and blah, 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 blah. And I hear that. And it is a reflection of our leadership. It's a reflection of where we weren't willing to go in order to have them prepared to have success. And that is a huge, huge lesson that hit me in the face so many times I can't even count, but just truthfully a lesson that I had to learn the hard way. And I honestly took like two months off from my business and it was right before I had my baby where I was like, I need to make sure every single aspect of my business has SOPs because I don't know how I'm going to feel after giving birth. I don't know if I'm going to want to get right back in or if I'm going to want to take six months off. Who knows? But I need to have my business ready for that. And it took me a really long time to kind of backtrack and figure everything out. But I'm so grateful I did. And I wish I did it as I was building my business from the start. All right. Number four thing I wish I knew before I got into business was email lists email lists are actually important. (laughs) I was one of those people who admittingly was a little cocky with the sense that I didn't need an email list to have a business. You know, in, in the online and digital space, there's a lot of people that have been screaming email is everything for a really long time. And then we kind of went through this surge of you don't need email marketing. You know, nobody's opening up their emails anymore. Everyone's on social media. And it was around that time when I really kicked things off in my business. So I didn't focus on opt-ins. I didn't focus on email retention. I didn't focus on my list at all. I rarely even sent a newsletter. And truthfully, 
you know, I was banking on Facebook and YouTube to carry my business. And then Instagram, once Instagram opened up, but I banked on somebody else's business to carry my business. Now, when I say it that way, it seems like a, a, an obvious, why would you do that? But truthfully, I see so many of my clients do the same thing. They are banking on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and LinkedIn and Pinterest, whatever your platform is, to maintain their following. And the truth is, the only way to really own your following in the sense of you can reach them whenever you need to reach them is through email. And yes, there's things like text messaging marketing that's coming out now and all that is great and something I'm going to explore as well. However, messenger bots and anything on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or any of those platforms are fantastic to reach people because yes, they're hanging out there, but don't depend on them for your entire business. You know, a couple weeks ago, we had this like Instagram Armageddon day where Instagram like didn't work for a day and everybody was freaking out. Everybody was like, I had a launch planned. I had this planned. I had X, Y, and Z planned. And the truth is that could happen at any given moment. You know, that's not our business. That is somebody else's business that they run and they are ultimately looking out for their best interest. So that means they are looking out for themselves and not you as the small business owner. They're not thinking about your launch. They are not thinking about how you're going to reach your customers and your potential new fans and community. They don't care. All they care about is the success of their business and rightfully so. So we've got to learn how to play the game within their rules when we're on their platform, but also utilize their platforms for our benefit and get people off of those platforms to start a new conversation when they're not engaged on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. So email is really amazing for that. Podcasting is really amazing for that. And text message marketing is really incredible for that as well. So all things to explore if you really truthfully want to have that reach to your audience. Okay, my final, final thing that I wish I knew before I started my business. This one's huge. And honestly, I discounted it for so many years. And it's community or networking, as a lot of people would say. But I don't actually like the term networking because it seems a little like slimy businessy. For me, it's community. I only want people in my life that truly enrich my life and bring so much magic to it beyond business. You know, they've got to be people that I want to hang out with, that I want to travel with, that I can, you know, break down with and all the things. So it really is community. And that is the thing that I wish I really focused on cultivating from the beginning because the truth is for the first half of my business, the first four or five years, I was just head down in my laptop with my whiteboard, with my notebook, building everything. And the thing I told myself was I don't have time to, to socialize. And the truth is the minute I actually got out of my little building bubble, <laughs> which is great. And I think I did need that obviously to get where I'm at. But the minute I got out of it and really started to consciously craft my community in the first year of having a solid community, everything scaled exponentially. And it's because of a few reasons. Reason number one is I kept myself wildly inspired to play a big game. 
you know, the, the community around me, I made sure when I consciously crafted my community, I made sure that I had people around me that inspired me, that were playing a bigger game. And this didn't necessarily mean that they were making more money or their business was bigger, but it meant that in some way they were living or expressed or owning a part of themselves, their lives, their business, their love in a way that I hadn't fully stepped into yet. And it kept me so inspired to keep pushing and keep stretching out of my comfort zone because what I understood was possible scaled in that moment. Like the minute I started surrounding myself with people who were playing a bigger game, my game instantly leveled up because I was like, wow, if they can do it, I can do it too. And so that just instantly leveled up what was possible for me. And it had me playing at all new levels and all new heights that forever has changed the way I do business. And number two, community changed everything because I began collaborating with these people in my community. And we collaborated on so many different things. We, we shared our talents, our skill sets, our ideas, and we shared our audiences by like joining up on projects together. And it was so powerful because in that moment, exponentially, I grew my audience while also helping my friends grow their audience because we shared our communities just by sharing more value in our community and bringing more amazing people into our space that our people could learn from. So it's a win-win-win all the way around where you get to share your audience. You also get to bring amazing people into your community and bring them more value. And you get to hook your friends up with your audience as well. So that's like win-win-win. Love that part of being in a powerful community. And finally, the third reason I love this, it's quite simply that I feel like I finally have people who get me. And this was something I struggled with for a really long time and probably one of the reasons why I disappeared off the face of the earth for the first five years in building my business is because I had the story that people don't get it. They don't get that I'm actually committed to a huge mission, a mission that feels so important on my heart, something that feels so incredibly potent for this day and age that we live in. And there's a deep sense of urgency and need that this has got to happen. And a lot of people in my life weren't playing that game. Not that their game was any better or any worse, but they were just playing a different game. And I felt like I was being punished for not being available. I felt like I was being punished for not, you know, picking up the phone and calling as much as I used to, or not being able to go on trips or to dinners or brunches, I literally put everything I had into building my business. And it's rare to find that. And you often find it in other entrepreneurs who are that committed to their own vision. And when I found my community of people who were up to a similar mission where they were like all in, yes, let's go, It was like this huge sigh of relief because I finally felt like I had people who got it. You know, if if I didn't return their text message, even in a couple weeks, they're like, oh, no big deal. I get it. You know, launch mode. And it's like, oh, yes, I, I don't have to keep apologizing for how I live my life. And that felt so huge and continues to feel like such a gift for me in my life that 
I am so grateful to feel like I have a community that gets me. And, and here's the thing, total big disclaimer and asterisk, not everyone who isn't an entrepreneur doesn't get me. You know, I have amazing, incredible friends that I've had for over a decade and they're up to their own things, whatever that might be. And they get it right. They get it. That's why they're still around. That's why they're still like my rider dies. <laughs> but a lot of the, the other people in my life who didn't get it truthfully began to just fall off. And it feels so good to just fully be accepted for where I'm at and who I am and what I'm committed to and to not have to explain myself or apologize for how I roll, right? Like, I think this is a big thing that, you know, we live in such a world that's hyper-connected. You know, people can reach you on WhatsApp, on Messenger, on, you know, DMs, on comments, on all these different mediums, let alone the regular text message and phone call and email. <laughs> that it's, you know, people expect to hear from you. And, and I've kind of been a rebel in this way where it's like, no, I'm not going to respond just because you've called me or just because you've, you know, poked me and said, hey, I need to talk. I'll respond on my time and I'm sticking to my commitments first. And once my commitments are complete, then I will respond. And it's nothing personal. It has nothing to do with the person. It literally has to do with my commitment. And I have caught a lot of slack for that. And I used to apologize and I no longer apologize, especially after having a child. It's like, yo, anyone's getting my extra time right now. It's my baby boy. So... That is all I wanted to share with you today. Uh, the five things I truly wish I knew, the things I wish I acted on, the things I wish were just more important to me in the beginning. And for those of you who are at the beginning of your journey, I invite you to really lean into these five things and ask yourself, where am I at on this scale? If I'm comparing to these five things, where could I use a little adjustment or where do I want to take a deeper look? What feels resonant and important for me? And then get to it. There is no better time to start than now. And that same advice goes for any of you who are already deep in the business, maybe a year or two or five in Really ask yourself, are there any of these areas where you feel like you haven't been leaning in? What might those areas be? What might be the step that you need to take to truly activate those areas so you can start having a more integrated approach to your business? All right. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. Go ahead and screenshot this episode and share with me the one thing you are going to take on in your business that you haven't fully activated yet. So screenshot it, post it online, make sure you hashtag life unleashed so I can find you and see what you're creating in the world. And of course, thank you for listening and spending your time with me. I will see you on the next episode. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you loved it, please subscribe and be sure to leave us a review and a rating as that exponentially supports the mission of this podcast in getting out to more people. So as a thank you for being a part of helping in that exact mission, I want to send you a link to the holy grail of all freebies. Like I am talking the free resource of free resources. 
This is literally packed with goodies for both your life and your business. We've got everything from a masterclass on abundance to productivity blueprints to my essential equipment list for shooting killer videos to content calendars, favorite books, essential life hacks, and more. So if you want to get your hands on this bundle, it's actually really easy. You just got to leave us an honest review on iTunes and screenshot it. Send it to us at podcast at alexipanos.com and we will send you back your secret link to access all of those freebies. Also, if you know that you want to go deeper with your learning, I would love to invite you to join us in our mentorship program called Soul School. That's where we do monthly trainings on topics to really have you in the mastery on everything from money to relationships, productivity to vision, law of attraction, habit formation, and so much more. But the best part is this is the one place where you have direct access to me. I am in that group doing lives twice a week. I do monthly group coaching. I answer your questions and we literally go so deep on these topics and it is some of my favorite work. So if you are looking for a community of people who love the work, love being in the work and want to be held accountable to actually living it and embodying the lessons that they're learning and not just talking about it or getting surface level inspiration, check out soulschoolwithalexi.com for more info. And as always, I love you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to spend it with me. I truly honor that. And I know that is such a big deal in our busy world. So I thank you for spending this time with me and I can't wait to jam with you on the next episode.